Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanksgiving's near, Christmas is here. Wait, wrong way. Thanksgiving's here, Christmas is near. Boom, boom, boom. Holidays are. This is the sweet spot. This is the sweet spot where it's like a dusting of Thanksgiving. It's almost here because it's not. You can't fully get into Christmas because you have to like dance with the one who brought you, which is Thanksgiving. You gotta deal with Thanksgiving and then Christmas. But like the season is coming. It's getting a little chilly. We're feeling good. We're looking good. You're looking okay. <laughs> Neither of us are killing it. I have like one arm. I got a cool hat. Yeah, it does say Taco Bell. You guys, this is the best part of the year. This chunk, chunk of change, but right the minute, like literally November 1st, 12.01 a.m. until about January 15th. And so we're all just going to take a deep breath. Not too deep, unless you're six feet away from someone. Stay socially distanced. But we can still enjoy Thanksgiving and all the smells and the feels. Ew, I said feels and the vibes. Thanksgiving vibes. Emily is here, by the way. Yeah, I said so. I said I'm wearing a cool hat. That's what I chimed in with. I'm just saying, remember in the when the pandemic first started years ago, how we couldn't be together for the podcast? I know. I was talking to my vet the other day. And she's Who also like, doubles as your physician. And she was Two like, for one. <laughs> she was like, oh, are you going to work from home and be with Gracie? I was like, no, I'm going to work every day like a chump. And she's like, me too. First of all, <laughs> I, eventually I was like, you have to come over. None of us are seeing anyone come I over know, here. And now you don't tour. So we're just together every single day. You love it. Do I need to read the text messages you send to me when you're like when on you're cough syrup alone at night? Inappropriately long periods of time. You but I do me. like when you leave for like two days. I love it when you leave. Let me but stay. But you got to come right back. <laughs> you love me. You got to come right back. This is the coolest job. You got all kinds of free stuff and you get to do whatever you want. And I only yell at you. I don't yell at you. I do snip at you. But it's toothless. You got a tone. Yeah. Well, you anno- you're annoying sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what you get. This is really devolving into a perfect Thanksgiving ramp up episode of argument. The perfect Tianfu. Let's kick it. 
Okay, so we're gonna mix up. We're gonna do some of your regular questions. We're gonna do some of your semi Thanksgiving interpersonal questions to start getting you ready yeah, for how to Emily, deal with other people. Emily curated this. Uh, you know, we can't just do like favorite stuffing or do you until like- next time. Next time, but you know, this is an easing you into the holidays. So we're dealing with, like you said, some interpersonal things. Um, and we're just it's a dusting of Thanksgiving spirit. Yeah. Getting us getting us ready. Getting it's it's an appetizer. It's your Ritz cracker and cheese or whatever your family gives. Some families do that. I don't, don't shame middle America. Ritz crackers are tasty. I ate a whole sleeve the other day and it was okay because I kept saying, but I'm not eating any sugar later, even though I'm sure there's sugar in those. Some ice cream place had a limited flavor that was <gasps> Ritz ice cream. Is the cracker soft in the ice cream? I would assume. Because like Ben and Jerry's does like Cone Save America and or whatever. And the cones are chewy. It's a chewy cone, which yeah. also comes when you get like an ice cream taco. It's always chewy and it's like, well, this wasn't the intention. Yeah. It's all about intention versus execution. Nick Band 36. How to deal with significant others, crazy in-laws. I'm talking yelling at each other and accusing fiancés of having affairs crazy. Or the only sane person. <laughs> or they saw something like the impetus for the entire Game of Thrones series. I don't know. What's the question? How do you deal with it? So we're coming up at a time, you got to deal with someone else's crazy family member. So it's not your family where you can be like, cool it. Then just fucking enjoy the show. Mm. There's no context here. And by the way, if it's not your family and you have nothing invested, like I would just pop some popcorn as is traditional or as the Native Americans call it, maize, and just enjoy (laughs) that drama. I love other people's drama. Don't get involved. Just sit there and just be like, I'm glad it's not me. And then randomly take a side halfway through. Be like, I agree with Sean. You know, take the side of the family member who's going to get you the best drugs. Mm. That's the person you want to know later. Okay. What is that? It's coffee. Oh. But it's also me sipping that hot gossip tea. <laughs> Watching my family decompose in front of me. <laughs> Micah okay. underscore Montana. He didn't give any details. How okay. do you deal? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you, like, just get drunk. Like, my family's not like a drinking family. Enjoy the drama or just go sit outside. People always want to follow the calm other person that just removes themselves. Or just fucking enjoy the free show. People are desperate for entertainment. Yeah. Doing drive in like, shows. You're getting free show right there in your living room. When I'm at home, for a holiday, I'm just like, I gotta go. I gotta drive my grandma home. She wants to go home now. We gotta go. That's a big <laughs> staple of family holiday time is carving out time. Like, I'll go to the store. Yeah. I'll go do the thing with that. Take a random relative you don't know and like have an adventure. Be like, we stopped for a drink. Yeah. Turns out Uncle Carl defected in Vietnam and he's got a bunch of stories. Kick it. Mike underscore Montana's. So my family doesn't quite understand my career as a comic and take any joke I say at face value, uh, mean, ugly, or just rude instead of what it is, a joke. As a result of that, they just decide to blame me for like everything that goes wrong and almost kind of villainize me, only not as a joke. After years of that, I decided that I wasn't going to subject myself or my girlfriend of 1.5 years to that. And they're all butthurt about me not seeing them. Do I owe them an explanation? Because I'm fine with not telling them. This is the one instance where I feel like maybe, are are your jokes mean? hear that town food in the back. Oh, there she is. Um, yeah, I, 
Are you a bad comic? I'm wondering, yeah, because this person is saying like they make jokes and everyone takes them at face value yeah, yeah. as mean. So are they yeah. all are all your jokes? Here's mean? what you're missing. Look, I don't know you. I haven't. I don't know your comic stylings. This is a typical thing for male comics when, and I don't know how long you've been doing it. So let's assume I that you are what I think you are. Um, there's the version where your joke isn't that funny, and it's just mean. And you get a lot of these guys who are like, what? I mean, I'm just being a comic. It's like, but comedy is rooted in truth. And are you able to take jokes back? So here it seems like they're giving it back to you or they're criticizing it and you're getting offended. Mm. It really is a two-way street. You really got to be able to take it if you're dishing it out. And, you know, I've definitely thought about this. Like, I'll say some things that are harsh and then, you know, you don't think about like that's a person on the other end. Like, they may not want to hear that. I even apologized to you this morning because I snipped at you yesterday. That's different because you have to be here. So, you know, there's a version where what you're saying, like, think about someone like Daniel Tosh, right? Who's brilliant, who I really like and is a bajillionaire and he doesn't really, doesn't need my opinion. But the jokes are harsh, but they're consistently harsh. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's like that. Like he's always, he's nice. Like it's, there's your persona on stage. And then there's the version where it's like, or are you actually, and I've known male comics like this, are you actually just kind of miserable? So think about your intention mm -hmm. when you're telling these jokes. Mm -hmm. What was the intention? Is someone going to want to laugh at their own weight or their own mistakes? Maybe not. Um, and are you making fun of yourself? And if this is the feedback you're constantly getting, like, I'm a comic too, but not everything I say has to be a joke. But if you've been doing it long enough, it's like you can explain it like they're a comic. So are you not successful? Are you doing well in comedy? Is there anything to warrant this <laughs> level? Oh, my God. It's trash can banging time next door. Oh. Is there anything in your career to warrant this level of, not so much arrogance, but, you know, you want to make sure that what you're saying is accepted. Are they ever laughing at it? Or is it constantly like, you're like, my mom's a fat bitch. Why don't you get it, mom? Right. Assess, assess that. And if you feel like, no, they just are like uncool, then no, you don't owe them anything. But just think about it. It's a little odd that it's all of them. Mm -hmm. And it's a little odd that you're saying like, my jokes are kind of mean and they're not getting it. And it's like, have you always been this way? Or was it just when you became a comic? Do you think that this is your path to comedy like by just like being that dick? Or are you not a dick? And I'm interpreting it that way. And mm -hmm. your family just has no sense of humor. But it, if it's more than a couple people, the problem might be you. Mm -hmm. think about those jokes and are they getting laughs at the shows you're doing or are they just mean? You don't want to be bitter mean guy who uses being a comic and there were plenty of comics like this when I first started uses being a comic as an excuse for being shitty. I'm not saying you're shitty. I'm just saying the joke's got to be funny. Mm -hmm. And if it's just mean, it's not a joke. Mm -hmm. yeah. Unless you're saying it privately to someone else about someone else and that person you're saying it about doesn't have to hear it. Yes. Then it's just talking shit. Kick it. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, anonymous. Hi, Liz and Emily. I'm redacted. I'm 17. I'm redacted. And this is low-key deep, but my family is very Christian. All my siblings and extended family and my parents, and I'm gay. And they know, and they have said that if I don't change, then they will disown me. So do I keep the relationship and suppress who I am, or do I live my life and tell them to just deal with it? Love the podcast. Love that Eliza knows she's the shit. Thanks for giving me something to listen to. I can't really advise you on how to proceed because it's your life and I don't have any context for a family that's that, I guess, ignorant. Um, and it's it's easy from a third party stance to be like, just live your life, be fabulous, fuck the haters. But it's like, that's your family. So I can't tell you how to live your life. It's very easy for a third party to be like, hey, just be fierce and fabulous and fuck the haters. But like, that's your family. And I don't even know what it's like to have a family. I don't know what it's like to have a family that disapproves of how I am genetically, naturally. I don't even have a family that disapproves of my career. You know, oh, she's a comic. Oh God, what are we going to do? So 
and it's tough because it's your family and you love them. And I'm sure it's very easy just to like not talk about the fact that you're gay and still hang out and watch movies and do all the things that families do. Go deer hunting. I don't know where you're from. Um, what I can tell you is this. You don't want to feel unexpressed uh, in this lifetime and you don't want to feel inauthentic. And, you know, the holistic way to look at this is like being gay is a fundamental part of who you are. And how can they accept you if they don't accept that? Like that is a huge part of you. Um, and so I really feel bad for you. And part of me wants to be like, be strong and be like, hey, this is who I am. And if you're not willing to accept it, then I don't want you in my life because it is toxic. Just knowing like my one of my best friends, you know, she's married to a woman and the woman she's married to, her family like won't acknowledge her. Like they're having a baby and they don't want to hear about it. And I don't know how that friend how that friend's wife like has conversations, but like can't talk about her wife. So I think that we'll get to you eventually. I guess the answer is take what you need. You know, do you just need your family? Do you just, you know, for the weekends, like take what you need from it. And if it becomes too much, you can just draw that line and be like, I am gay. And you don't have to hear about what sex feels like with me, but you need to accept that that's me because you're rejecting me. You don't love me. You can put it back on them and be like, you don't love me if you don't accept it. Right. That's so tough. And I'm so sorry that your family's so dumb. And I don't even care if people get mad at me for that. Because you How are- be so ignorant? Because you are in high school. Mm. No one's going to begrudge- He's, he's going to graduate soon, but no one's going to begrudge you putting up with it to have a place to live. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I totally missed the 17-year-old part. You're right. But when you grow up, when you get out and you get your own place, you know, you do what feels right. But right now, it's not like, I, I, I'm sure it feels horrible to deny who you are, but also you need to survive. So get through the next year and and figure it out. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, try to find a community you connect with or like a mentor or that one gay uncle that like no one's talking about it, but we all know he's fabulous. Um. Maybe start looking, you know, do you have college options? Do you have work options? Like, what can you do to get out of that situation? Um, putting yourself first, but that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they'll probably say, oh, it's a phase or, oh, you're not. They'll come around on it. Um, I, I, I don't know that. But yeah, it's, you know, if you had to, I, I would understand stifling it for now because you don't want to get kicked out. And a lot of gay kids, you know, I watch Room Hold Drivers, a lot of them do get kicked out of the house, which I can't imagine being 17 and your family hates you and you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So assess the situation. No one's going to fault you for staying for now. But if right. you feel you need to leave, I'm sure there are friends or resources. But um, put your safety first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we love you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't normally encourage this, but move to LA. We're really into gay people here. <laughs> it's so expensive. It's so here. expensive. Don't come. Go to New York. It's cheaper. Like now. what? Like Portland or something? They're all expensive. All the white liberal places are Portland's very expensive. expensive. So <sighs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can't get. Hi, Liza. Smoky baby. I'm the great Tianfu. My boyfriend, 34, and I, 27, 28 soon. I've been together for three years. <laughs> Good to know. My question. At what stage of a relationship should we start going to major holidays together? After we're married, How long have we once been we're together? engaged, three years. Right. Now we're married once we're engaged. My boyfriend loves being with his family and I love being with mine. For yeah. the last couple of years on Thanksgiving, he goes to see his mom who's in uh, Redding, California. Hope your brother's doing well, by the way. He lost his house, but thank you so much. He's physically doing okay. I'm not, but he is. <laughs> And I'm with my family in the Bay Area. For Christmas, we see my family on Christmas Day and we go see his family over the Christmas weekend. This is great. 
I'd love for us to attend every holiday together eventually. No. I just wish we could split ourselves into fourths. That way we could attend every holiday with each of our family simultaneously. Both of our parents are divorced and it's seriously like the movie oh, Four Christmases. I live that. Thank you for making my commute enjoyable. I think it sounds great how it is. It's great how it is. Look, nobody really wants to see your significant other. And even like married, it's like, like I was talking about that with Noah yesterday. Like we were inviting people over for food and I was like, yeah, it's usually like you're friends with the one and then like, ugh, the wife's got to come. It's like this dingleberry of a person. You're like, I don't really have much in common with you. Or like, oh, who's the husband again? Um, I think it's great to maintain some independence and to have these holidays separate. It's about you being with your family and sure you want them to know him, but you'll see them a couple weeks later at Christmas. And I think it's great that you're able to elegantly split that time on those yeah. days. This is fine. Get some alone time with your family. You, it yes. doesn't have to be there awkwardly. Because you know what's you know what? God forbid you break up. But look, look at all those holidays we jammed him in there. We have pictures. One of my relatives dated this fucking nightmare of a person. And like that person's in our pictures now. And I, we always hated that person. Um, this is great the way you have it. You don't have to do everything together and spend every holiday together. It's nice to have some time apart. It's nice to make those bonds with your family. Because I don't know what kind of girlfriend you are, but like, are you the girlfriend that's just like, me and Chad are just going to hang out in the other room. He's going to yeah. lightly touch my vagina over my jeans. <laughs> I think about, my family was always nice about letting me bring my boyfriend to, uh, to Thanksgiving, which I don't know if I would have been that cool to me. I'd be like, you've been dating a year. Who fucking cares? But yeah, keep it this way. Once you're married, then you can start splitting it up. But I have, I too have all a fully divorced family. And so does my husband. And it's always, I don't, I, uh, it, it's a tricky thing every, and his family lives here. So it's always like, okay, Christmas, who gets what night? Then who gets the day? And then who, and I'm just sitting here fully Jewish, like whatever you guys want to do, I'm just here to eat. Um, so it's tough. It's tough for kids of divorce. And it sounds like you're doing it perfectly. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Good work. Be a part. Thrive on your own. Gain as much weight as possible and see him the next day and be like, do you still love me? What happened? I'm stuffed with cornbread. Okay, so this person says, this is basically a novel. I'm just, hope, I'm just hoping for some solid outside of the situation feedback. We so it's a little long. Version? We're going to get it? through TLDR. it. Yeah. Too long to read, which is so rude, but yeah. Uh, I love listening to the pod. I think you're going to give some great advice on my situation. <laughs> really, Don't on set me up. Yeah, well, no, that's like now I feel like I have to. <laughs> like you set it up like I'm going to. I'm a 37 and married. My husband is currently deployed overseas. He left in the spring of 2020. Now we have to hear it because he's in the military. <laughs> we expect him to return in the spring of 2021. So we're getting there. My husband and I had a mutual male friend named Carl. Oh boy. Carl actually introduced us. He was my husband's roommate and is his best friend. Uh -huh. I've known Carl since college. We actually dated and then ended up being friends. Okay. We've been friends for 19 so years. So both of these men have seen your vagina. <laughs> you're like so cool. Okay, We've been friends for 19 years. He's been best friends with my husband for at least eight years. Okay. Carl was an important friend for us and we spent a lot of time with him. He was single for a long time. And while he was single, he struck up a very casual friends with benefits situation with my best friend. Okay. She lives in a different state, so it was mostly only a thing when my best friend would come to visit, which was maybe a couple times a year. They both agreed that they didn't want to date, and it was a casual sitch. I didn't love it for either of them, but whatever. They're adults. Carl eventually met a woman named Karen and started dating These her These names seriously. are terrible. <laughs> Carl and Karen got married early this year. My friend and I had both asked Carl— Unfortunately, their last name starts with a K, and it's weird for monogramming. 
my friend and I both asked Carl if he told Karen that he has dated me and hooked up with my friend. Wait, say that again? So my- No, no, just read it again. I don't need it to be explained. Just read it again. My friend and I had both asked Carl if he told Karen that he has dated me and hooked up with my friend. You don't count. It was so long ago. You don't count. The friend counts. He said he had. It turned out that was a lie. (gasps) About a month after my husband shipped out, my friend got a text message from Carl saying he couldn't be friends with her anymore (gasps) and that he needs to support his marriage. This was completely and totally out of the blue. Okay. Then I messaged to ask what was going on. He told- Oh, you got involved because you're like, my husband's out of town. I'm going to pour this wine and get involved. (laughs) Told him I didn't understand what's going on and neither did my friend. So eventually Carl agreed to come over to talk to me about it. We were naked. It was weird. He said he just casually mentioned one day that he'd hooked up with my friend. And as it turns out, oops, he had never told his wife about me or my friend. So then his wife read through two years of text messages between Carl and my friend. She didn't like that my friend would sometimes send text messages after midnight to Carl. So she made Carl cut off the friendship. So I talked to Carl and tried to be supportive. She was sending text messages after midnight after they were married. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I tried to be supportive that we all just need to talk, move forward like adults. Then a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks later, I got some crazy messages from his wife calling me names and accusing me of trying to hurt her. I hadn't spoken to her throughout any of this because I wanted to give her space and time. So I'm basically done with both of their garbage. Yeah. I don't need garbage people like Carl and Mrs. Carl in my life. Mrs. Carl. <laughs> I also feel like I'll struggle to support my husband's friendship with Carl after he hurt my friend and then basically ghosted on me even when happened. it reached out. Okay. There's still my husband. This is his best friend. And while my husband has been supportive and understanding of everything happening, I know deep down he doesn't want to lose Carl as a friend. So what do I do? Do I suck it up, swallow my pride and hurt, try to fake it to be around these people that I can't stand anymore just for my husband? Or should we cut them out of our lives and move on to make new couple friends with less drama? Yes, yes. You should be making new couple friends that no one has slept with, less drama. That being said, this is on Carl. This is on Carl. First of all, you guys are acting super immature because people fuck and people date. And it sounds like you're from somewhere small. If you're not, then that's really weird. But still, people run in these same circles. And like when my husband and I got married, like he had slept with a friend of mine and he told me who and I was like, great choice. She's awesome. Like at a certain age, it's not like we're, at a certain age, we were like 34, 35, but it's like, look, this is going to happen and I'm not threatened. Uh, This girl feels very threatened, but I don't think Carl has done everything he can to make her feel secure. Okay. There are men that I text at all hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg, Waz. I feel like I have another male friend. Um, Hunter. Michael. Michael. Uh, And these are all people that Noah knows really well. They've come over. Like there's nothing, you could, he could read any text. The fact, like the whole, when people get into like, and I read those texts, it's like the fact, like I have my husband's password. He has mine. Like there's nothing, we're not hiding anything. Carl, felt uh, insecure. Carl was nervous and not mature enough to handle the fact that he slept with The fact that he slept with you forever ago, it doesn't really matter. Plus you're married. And so it's always that thing where girls are like, I don't trust her. It's like, you've given him no reason. You're not cheating on your husband. Like don't undermine your integrity. The thing with your friend is a little odd. Um, it's it's been on Carl to be like, hey, I can't talk right now. Or, you know, the texting after midnight, I guess it depends on what the text says, but- I understand, like, oh, I'm drunk or whatever. It doesn't seem like- Or he, time zones because she lives somewhere else. Yeah, I, I don't, the midnight, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he, he wasn't honest. It seems like he felt a little insecure and didn't feel like he could be honest with her, which is a bigger issue with them. 
But there was one weird thing that I thought was interesting, which was that he casually mentioned to her and she was like, what? The wife. So I wonder if he did think that he told her rather than him purposefully admitting no, it. No, he lied. You think he lied, but then he accidentally said He's something He's lying about, about all it? of it. There's no accidental. There's, and the fact that like, yeah, I totally told them. Oops, I didn't. It just shouldn't be an issue. And he did a bad job with this. It's not your problem. Here's what it, first of all, your friend and Carl are not friends anymore and it doesn't matter. It's your best friend. You guys aren't hanging out that much to where it's like, oh, babysitter's club. It's done. They dated. They don't need to be friends. And I guarantee if your friend was dating someone, she wouldn't be texting Carl. And that's okay. That's okay to be single and whatever. Carl has done a bad job at setting boundaries. Uh That being said, we would all like to be mature enough that you could still text your ex and it's cool but such is not always the case. What you need to do is just sort of take your cue, like you just focus on your husband and being friends with your friend. Carl made a mistake. Uh, If you want to clear the air with the girlfriend, he's obviously doing something that's making her not feel secure Uh and she might be shitty or he might be shitty, but it's not up to you to fix all this when it's his mistake. The fact that you hooked up with Carl is irrelevant. Talk to your husband about it, but it's his friend. It's not on you to like make sure you stay friends with Carl. You worry about your best friend. And you let Carl deal with it. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. Right. You don't need to be this like yenta, look up that word, that like make sure everyone knows each other and everyone's cool and everyone's checking in. You just deal with your people. You know where you stand. You know you've done nothing wrong and that's on him. Mm-hmm. The girl calling you names, I'm sorry. I know it's so easy to like make it look like, wow, what a crazy bitch. He is doing something. Why is she that insecure? Does she suck? Maybe. Or is it that her boyfriend like kind of lied to her? Mm-hmm. You know, you maintain your integrity. You don't stoop to that level and you just be cool and calm. Be like, hey, I didn't do anything and go from there. It doesn't sound like that relationship's going to last very long. So you don't have to worry about it for very long. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to deal with him when your husband comes back. If he wants to hang out with him, he can. Also, by the way, your husband is deployed. So it gives you a little bit more mental room to like worry about this bullshit. He's going to come back. You're going to be so knee deep in hot army sex or whatever branch. You're not even thinking about it. Just saying. Kick okay, it. Okay. Anonymous, please. You can say I'm a girl, though, because it might be relevant. <laughs> so this is a girl. Maybe. That's it, not uh, That's not up for that person to decide. <laughs> Eliza, hey. No. I'm a 23-year-old girl. In Why are you saying some, girl so weird? Because I'm editing it myself. She didn't write it. She didn't write that part. You can part. tell it's a girl by the way they write. You just can. <laughs> oh. you don't, in the future, don't tell me the gender, and I'll tell you exactly who's writing. <laughs> okay, we'll play that game next. Okay. We'll play Uh, that game where we get sued next. (laughs) In need of some career advice. All through college, I interned for a small PR agency in my hometown, and upon graduation, I was offered a full-time position. Hmm. My coworkers are nice. The benefits are way better than any other job I've been offered in the past, and the pay is average. However, for the past year or so, I haven't been super happy. I'm not feeling challenged, and it's a small workplace, so there aren't many opportunities to be promoted or take on new roles. I don't want to fall into the trap of being flighty like so many other 20-somethings do or seem ungrateful because I've been so lucky to remain employed through COVID, but I'm feeling a little stuck. I don't know if I should look for another job that's going to present more opportunities for growth or just stay put and hope things get better. No one else has been able to give me good advice, so what do I do? Two things. I know what she should do, so. Fine, do it. You seem like you got this on lock. Go ahead. You can look for other jobs. Yes. Don't tell anyone you're looking. Look for other jobs. Why are you saying that? Looking at me like that. <laughs> no. Oh my God, with like this glean in your eye. Well, because I know I worked in PR. Look for other jobs. Don't tell anyone Ew. you're looking. She's in PR. 
It's like an orca whale and smiling so, at me. There's so many like, like I'm not gonna eat you. Wink. There's so many like legal advice and subreddit relationship advice like, questions they don't about. They want to go to those. Don't steer I'm, people. No, but to I'm other saying sites. like I see this conversation come up so often. Why? Your you're company, looking for answers, Emily. No, because I read all of the posts. Go try to find a better gig. You'll be crawling back just like last time. <laughs> no, because here's the deal. Your company does not have the same loyalty to you that you have to your company. And no company does. Speak on it for sure. Like, and you are so worried about like turning down this, uh, they gave you a great deal. Guess what? Someone else might give you a better deal. But guess what? You, it's not like they were paying you and you just like, like you did work in exchange for that money. So you were helping them. And I believe Emily's totally right. You can still look for jobs quietly. This thing, and it's like a thing that women do, like loyalty, it's seldom rewarded. In uh, the amount of times in my job, it's like, hey, can you just do this favor? And the network would love it. The network doesn't fucking know. And they've got a new president next week. I get that it's um, a small company. You worked in exchange for that. You don't want to be like, later guys, I'm off to greener pastures and then you can't get a job. There's also the version where within the company you say, hey, I'd love to take some initiative and try to sign some new clients. I'm not sure what you do if you're like an account manager. If you've truly exhausted, and I don't know at 23 if you feel that you have every opportunity in that company, what if you could make that company bigger? What if you could be a partner? Hmm. What if there's something to be done there? I would not, especially in, uh, only because it's Corona, I wouldn't leave that situation for, without a second plan. No. Keep looking. Make sure you've exhausted it. The loyalty thing is irrelevant, okay? They would love to get rid of you and not have to pay an extra person. And pay less. The thing is, I see so frequently, again, on Reddit, guys that are saying that they leave a company they were at because another company is offering more money because your salary at a certain point gets capped. Your company can't pay yes. you anymore. And another company, you can negotiate so a higher starting salary Quietly with. look around, take those minutes, you do it quietly, and then you decide. But the idea of the loyalty, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. And by the way, no company will fall. If you leave graciously, no one's going to be mad. Everybody will understand. Quietly yeah. assess your options. Uh, and if you truly cannot grow versus you're bored or you want to do something else, then you can move on. But I wouldn't leave that job if you have nothing else. Right. Or even versus maybe it's just all of the PR firms in your area are quiet right now because of COVID. Right. I also want to say this, and this is a much a younger person thing. And I I know a young person that's like, I don't know. It just feels like it's not right. And like, I just need something different. We get, we, you think that something else is going to be better, but it's just going to be different. You know, at 23, you'll probably go somewhere else and get a very similar job. Mm-hmm. But if there is opportunity for growth somewhere, then that's an investment in your future versus like, I feel like I've done it all. You probably haven't. There might be something there. And if there truly isn't, like if Huckleberry Industries really has done all the advertising for all the local egg places and there's nothing else to do and you can't take them bigger or grow something or use this app as an opportunity to create something for your portfolio, quietly start assessing. That's my advice. Yeah, just as long as you're cool about it, don't tell it. Don't even tell your work friends. No, don't, don't tell a single person there. But the loyalty thing, it, you know what's not going to get you a house? Loyalty. Yeah. Loyalty to a bank contractually, but that's about it. <laughs> yep. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing newly. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And under the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. Okay, Anonymous, and you can guess their gender. Hi, Eliza, Emily, etc. I could really use your expert advice. I'm 24 years old and just recently moved into my first apartment with my boyfriend of five years. Could Every- be, could still be a dude. Everything is going great, but there's just this one thing. My boyfriend is getting a little chubby. Monkey with hands over his face emoji. Oh no, chubby monkey hand face. He works from home now and is usually tied to his computer all day. He used to go do something outside after work, but by this time of year, it's already dark when he's done. Our apartment complex has a gym, but it's been under renovation since we moved in with no opening date as of now. Real quick, you should get a reduction in your rent for that. I hope you are. That's ridiculous. Yeah, hit him where it hurts. <laughs> Let that struggling landlord know. I need a cheaper rent. If you moved, no into one's a using that complex cruddy gym with a anyway. gym. Depends on the complex. Is it a is it an but, apartment okay. that they turn into a gym or is it a real right. gym? He says uh, he really enjoys beer and usually has one almost every day, which is not helping. He says he would use the gym often if it were open, and I know he would. I don't love him any less because of this, of course, and I am by no means a fitness model. I do, however, do workouts over Zoom four days a week. We're both very active people, and more than his weight, I'm worried about his mental health and his lifestyle over the winter. Is it worth bringing up? Is there even a delicate way to do that? I love him very much, and it makes me sad to see him neglect his body. Help. Just say What's that. this gender? It's a girl. It is a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. Um, I think that you can very gently, because that's a very sweet email. You're not like, my boyfriend's a gross out. How do I make sure I still get wet? So I know that's so gross. I'm sorry I said that and looked at you. Look, if you're doing those Zoom workouts, there's no reason he can't join you. Now you might be doing like girlier ones. Like yeah. a lot of guys that want to do Pilates or like a Zumba class or whatever. But maybe it's just like, hey, come take a walk with me. Yeah, can you do a lunchtime walk? Are you working from home? I read this article 
you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get more fit. I would, you know, try to involve him versus like, hey, you're gaining weight. You know, get just, it together. Get it together. Just be like, hey, I'm just thinking about my health and I want you to do this with me. Like maybe we don't do this or maybe we do an hour walk before that, you know, try to gauge that. If he's anti all of that, it, it sounds like he might be depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is anti that. And it is a common thing to be like, well, if the gym were only open, then I would go. No. When you want to work out, you find a way. Mm. Okay. Try to involve him in those online workouts. Mm-hmm. Ask him, like, is there a workout you'd want to do with me? Usually when one person is motivated, it helps to get the other person, couples that lose weight together. Like it tends to be a group thing versus like I'm working out and they just never do it. So try to involve him and maybe you can make some dietary changes in the meantime because a big part of fitness really is your diet. Having a beer isn't a big deal. Oh yeah, a a beer almost every day is not. It's it's just a beer. Um, But you know, what else are the other things? What's he snacking on when he's sitting at that desk? Yeah. You know, maybe start with that and maybe try to make some of those changes. Don't do it all at once. But yeah, maybe you make it a date every day. Like Noah and I always walk the dog together unless I don't feel like it. Then he goes by himself. (laughs) Yeah. So try to make it a thing and you're doing it together. It's not you're doing it to him. Yeah. And, you know, do it while you're giving kisses. Like, I'm so attracted to you. I just want you to be just looking out for your mental health. Noah always, he's always coming from a place of like, look, I'm just wanting this. For you, this is for like for your health and making sure that, you know, I'm taking care of you. And he always gets me to do things when I'm like, I don't want to. He's like, this is just for you, baby. When he comes in and he says, you're getting chubby. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, no, that would never happen. I've tried to get him to admit it and he's never said anything because I'm not. Who knows? I'll <laughs> never know. It's too, there's too many sweatpants on. Anonymous. Hello. All these people. I'm not going to read that. Hoping you can give some advice on my dad. I'm an only child, 26, living in another state, about a five-hour drive from my hometown. My parents got divorced about four years ago, and it was not a mutual decision. Oh, no. Mom cheated and then left even after my dad wanted to try to make it work. Oh, no. My dad oh, my has, God. I'm so sorry. It's very right disrespectful to I this man. I can't help it. My dad has always been introverted and sensitive, and since then, he has become virtually a hermit. Aww. I know he's still hurting, even though he goes to therapy and tries to get out occasionally with his handful of good friends. He's going to retire within a year. I know he's divided, devoted the last 30-ish years of his jo- to his job and being a great dad slash husband. I feel like he's now stuck in a rut of grief and a little identity crisis. I can't help feeling guilty living so far away with my own life. I want to find ways to encourage him to find new hobbies, join social groups, maybe try dating, et cetera. Yeah. But he is super resistant. He's literally said stuff like, women don't want an old, boring guy like me. And it kills me because oh, he's such boy. a sweet man. Mm. I want to give him advice and suggestions, but I'm afraid to push boundaries with him sometimes. Is he hot? Any advice he's or encouragement dad. you have will help. Thanks, Elise. It's tough because I her definitely- private, so I can't find her hot dad. I definitely know- He's, he's not hot. Uh, I definitely know older people who are like, you know, have all these walls built up and that's not really your job, nor are you qualified to knock those down. But I love that you want to try. It's not your- Look, you live five hours away, which is- I always wonder, like, why five hours away? Like, what was just- What was in Iowa versus South Dakota? That was like <laughs> such a big opportunity. Um, right. I think you could put together like a little email and be like, hey, dad, here's ourtime.com. Here's electriciansonly.com. Maybe make him the profile. I know it sounds like hacky, like I made him a profile. And he, like people always act like someone made their profile. Maybe you could make him a profile. Um, maybe you can look up things in his area. Maybe you could come for the weekend mm-hmm. and you could get out and do stuff. 
uh, reach out to a friend and, uh, of his and be like, hey, here's what we're going to do. You know, try to get him out of a rut. He's, his self-esteem is really hurting. His wife cheated on him probably for the same reasons that he's in that rut anyway. Like there's no way your dad was this outgoing, vivacious guy. And then your mom was like, I need something even more vivacious. And then he became this. Your dad was probably this. I don't mean in disrespect. And that's probably what your mom was upset about. It's difficult to change as we get older. But I say, give him the tools, but you can't be in charge of that. It is a bummer. Um, Try to get him dating. Try to get him just out and about. But, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him hang out in that water and play in that water. So. I'm pretty sure that's from the Bible. It's Corinthians. um, Corinthians 007. I don't think so. Come for a fun weekend, a fun hang social weekend. Yeah. Can you go to a bar? Oh, you can't go to a bar. Don't go to a bar. It's tough. Maybe you can put an app on his phone. Maybe go for a walk, get some endorphins going. Yeah, put an app. Make Swipe him a dating. through. Be like, what do you Take some initiative. Oh, help take good pictures of him so he doesn't look like a serial killer there on his dating There you go. Apps. And make him a dating profile and be like, look how fun. Yeah. And then start sending very sexual text messages to a woman named Nancy in another state and there's your Netflix movie. Turns out I've been sending the, it's like truth about cats and dogs, truth about dads and daughters, the non-porn version. I've been dead. Send Nancy very sexual text messages and be like, all right, dad, take over from here. <laughs> Monish, I had a baby this year and was so looking forward to all of her first holidays amongst many other firsts, which unfortunately didn't come to pass as I wanted due to the pandemic. Holiday's still going to happen. It's still going to be her first holiday. Of course, as long as... We're healthy and well, that's all that matters. But still, I'm a first-time mom and was looking forward to all these events. I'm sure people can understand. We didn't do anything at all for the last holidays. And with Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner, I need to pull myself out of the emotional rut I put myself into and try to enjoy what's left of the holidays with baby. I bought her a little turkey outfit and bib (laughs) and look forward to seeing her playing with mashed potatoes. So here's my question. To be fair, you can't do that anytime of year. (laughs) The kid's going to play with mashed potatoes regardless. Every year we celebrate with my in-laws. They're the only people we really still see in person under current circumstances. And they look forward to the meal, but they work Thanksgiving. So if they were to join us, dinner would be later and past baby's bedtime. I love the idea of family being together around the holidays, but how rude is it if it's just my husband and I so we could eat early while baby is awake and fulfill my vision of baby partaking in the holiday? Why can't baby go to sleep early the day before and or whatever and stay up? How much do they get off at midnight? I'm trying to think about a diplomatic way to go about it. Offer for me to cook a Thanksgiving meal a few days later by being a bit ridiculous as baby is not even a year old and we'll have many turkey days to come. I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to only call tofu baby from now A lot of people call her baby. But I'm going to say... Baby wants to play bed. Baby wants coconut time. It's baby time. Uh, I don't know, not being a mother, I don't know like the loving amount of selfishness that you're allowed to have for your child. Um, it seems to me, I don't know what time, like, or do they operate like a night train? Like, are they getting off work at eight or is it like a really late situation? Do they really want to engage with baby? I understand you want to have all these things, but I feel like it won't feel as great without the rest of the family. If it's just you and your husband watching her eat mashed potatoes, like it's kind of like, okay, well, who's this for? And then you're going to send those pictures. How late are you eating? Can't baby stay up or sleep a little, take a nap earlier that day, right? 
or do a do a 2 p.m. baby dinner. Take your little photos of baby playing with mashed potatoes and then uh, have the family over later. And if baby wants to be awake for it, baby can come hang out or baby can sleep. Yeah, family understands the kids got to sleep. I just think whatever you want to do is fine. But I would really <laughs> encourage you to take the kid can take a nap and then be awake a little bit later. But the point of Thanksgiving is to all be together. And if the baby's sleeping, the baby's sleeping. Or just keep the kid up and just deal with the <laughs> the next day, I guess. <laughs> Baby's a little dictator. A, a little odd to be like, I just want to get my special pic. Like, who is that really for? Like, sorry, guys, I couldn't wait for you. So I took these special pictures and we had special Thanksgiving alone. <laughs> now, please look at my pictures and like them on Facebook. Right. Like, are they working the next day or the day before? Like, just There's do a that. family yeah. meal. Yeah. Or can, can you wait or just do it the day before? There are a lot of people that do Thanksgiving on different days. So it's yeah. not about, it's about the togetherness and the message of Thanksgiving, the mm-hmm. the nicer message, not what actually right. happened on that day. Um, it's not about actually you know, that Thursday. So it's fine. There's no rules. It's Corona. Do it in a sarong on a beach, only eating popsicles. <laughs> There's no rules. Nobody cares. I want to live the life that baby is living. <laughs> you kind of do. Baby's going to play with some mashed potatoes. Isn't that go how to you sleep eat? at bedtime? That's you. I Your do baby. have a bedtime. I am baby. Your baby. I have a bedtime. Okay. I can't have a bedtime. Well, you work and I could never do your job because you work at night. Is that the only like reason? That. That's, the only, that's, that's the only thing that's keeping me from being the next big thing is I'm not going out. I'm not going to leave my home oh, after 8 p.m. Oh, that's insanity. I try to go up early on as many shows. Some comics are just hanging out because they hate their wives at like 11. Pass. Uh, no. Hard pass. Hi, Eliza. Huge fan of the pod and Snow Peach. <laughs> I've loved all your comedy and specials for years, and I'm stoked to see you in Maryland and fingers crossed next year. Any advice for a newly engaged couple? My fiance proposed recently. We're probably going to wait until 2022 to get married so that I can finish grad school like the rest of your listeners, LOL. (laughs) But was just wondering if you had any advice for the first steps. Thanks so much. Love you guys. P.S. Emily is the bomb.com. No, Emily is the worst. The worst dot net. Worst dot net. Worst dot gov. Dot biz. Dot biz. What? Is the question, what's the advice? Any advice for newly engaged? So they've gotten engaged. It's going to be a yeah. long engagement. Okay. This is tough because this is a pandemic and I don't care how like schnurry this is. When we got engaged, I was very excited. Every time we went to eat, I told them we just got engaged. You always, at the very least, you get enthusiasm from a stranger. This isn't about free stuff as much as like wanting to share the excitement. And people have to be excited. They're always going to say congratulations. It's nice to share that. So fucking soak it up. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone, everywhere you go, not if you're going to get like Baskin Robbins, but like- you just got engaged. Can I have another scoop? Can I have another scoop? I want to blow up real big before before he can't lock it down. Um, Say it everywhere you go. And and just be proud of it and excited. And Baskin, I remember- feeling that way um, that summer leaving high school, going to college where everyone's excited. Like, where are you going? What's your future? Like the focus is very much on you and you only get a couple of those in your life where like a community uh, is excited for you because of this monumental thing that you're about to partake in. So share it with everyone mm-hmm. um, and and just enjoy sharing that excitement. Yeah. And then you'll get it again when you're married. We're just married, you know, two years in, nobody wants to. It's like having yeah. like a puppy that's like three years old. You're like, that's not really a puppy, is it? Yeah. So just uh, tell everyone. At the very least, you'll get like a free dessert. Yeah. Which is nice. 
Yeah. Newlywed. People want to be excited. On Postmates, write it in the notes. People want to be excited for even at shows. Yeah, exactly. Even at no. shows, people are like, we just got engaged. And I'm like, Mazel. Like, it comes out. People get excited. So enjoy, partake in people's excitement for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Anonymous. For Thanksgiving, my husband and I go to both parents' dinners. My in-laws are gluten-free and dairy-free for legitimate reasons. How do I eat my fill at my parents' house first and then eat at the in-laws? I want to be polite, but without the butter, dairy, and flour, it just isn't the same. Also, Thanksgiving food is my favorite, so I don't want to miss out. I guess I should add that my mother-in-law is super sensitive. Okay, look. Your mother-in-law sounds like a bitch. And number two, number one, eat whatever you want at the first one, and then Mm -hmm. just take a little plate and just... And just be like, I just feel like I ate a bunch at my parents' house. I'm trying to just make a joke about it. If she says something, first of all, that's so shitty that she would even mention you not eating that much. Like nobody wants to eat all those things. If you have to, you have to. But like, uh, we'd all love it if the planet would be totally safe and we all had normal bodies and we could all just eat whatever if it didn't hurt any animals. But whatever the reasons are, it shouldn't extend to you. So get that fill at your parents' house and then take like a little bit it shouldn't be a focus, like how much are you eating? And you can just honestly be like, we came from my parents and I ate a bunch. I just wanted to be here with you guys. The point is you're together, not that you're eating the food. The mo- it's not, if the mother all is sensitive though, she's like, well, why didn't you save room for my food? But because your like, food is shitty, if somebody, Doreen. It's totally cool for you to be dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever, but you must have some understanding that yeah. other people want to eat other things. Or you just, you side, uh, sidestep it. You have the little plate. She'd be like, you're not eating. Be like, oh my God, I had so much of this other thing. Or just lie and act like you ate it. Like put a little bite. And then if she says something, be like, oh my God, I just ate all of these dairy-free creamed with a K asparagus. Oh, I just had two scoops of it. That sounds good. She'd be like, you know what? You could just be like, be like, we have two Thanksgiving. I'm trying to save room for dessert. Like, and just gloss over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, why wouldn't you eat your own family's parents' traditional food? Like, obviously you want to eat your parents' food, not a stranger lady's food. You you know what you say? When she says that, be like, I'm trying to eat enough food to make everyone happy. Yeah. Just say that. And she'd be like, oh my God, I'm not. And you'd be like, and then just be like, I'm also trying to save room for dessert. Make it like you're doing everything you can. You are- You are the patron saint of stomach space. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hi, all. By the way, my mom would be like, don't have another helping. Just have a glass of water. Have an apple in the middle of a meal. My mom, like bird food status. Yeah. Hi, all. I have a question regarding the dumpster fire, but ultimately joyous event that was the 2020 election. Don't say dumpster fire, tacky. Some background, I'm a 36-year-old gay female, and I've been with my wife for almost 15 years. Wow. Up until this point, I've felt accepted by parent, my parents. I just found out that both of my parents voted for Trump. Oh, they say both of your parents are gay. <laughs> I understand that everyone has the right to vote in their own specific way, but I can't help but feel like this is a personal attack on me and my sister, who is also gay. My question is, in your opinion, do you feel like my parents owe me an explanation for the votes they cast. Love your intelligence and smart witty humor. I look forward to seeing you live when the Rona has dispersed. I, it's, it's, what's interesting about this is there's one thing to vote in your interest, but then there's another thing to vote in a way that limits other people's pursuit of happiness. So that's the issue with a lot of this is you want to be a conserv- fiscally conservative, whatever, but when a vote is cast in the direction of making sure people of color don't have access to things or that gay people don't have things. I have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people see it as that complex. I think they, you might want to just have a talk with your family and ask them. Yeah. Because there's the version where, and granted, like no one has uh, 
an excuse to be blind to stuff now. We have so much information, even if some of it's misinformation. Ask them. It could be, okay, well, you know, we didn't want to be taxed X, Y, or this, like, it could be a fiscal reason. Um, the truth, and the, the God's honest truth and in the end, it doesn't matter because he didn't win. Uh, I don't believe, even though people love to dangle this, I don't believe Roe v. Wade will ever be overturned, and I don't believe gay marriage would ever be overturned. I would be the first one in the streets screaming uh, if that were the case. But since he didn't get elected, I think you can be a little less charged in this. Um, and I understand, you know, there are people who are single issue voters, but we don't need single issue lives. So I think at the very least, ask them. Because there's the version where they were like, but there's all these other things and we know gay marriage will be safe. Uh, I, I think at the very least in the spirit of conversation, because it is your family, mm. ask them. Right. I think it's really tough now. Um, I think people who voted for Trump the first time is speaking solely for myself. You can explain it away and say, you mm -hmm. know, you th he was the Republican candidate. You thought he would bring in some change, drain the swamp. He was coming from a different perspective. I think anyone who voted for him after the last four years, it's unconscionable and I don't understand it. Uh, and That's so I understand the feeling that this person has of how could the people that love me vote for someone who did yeah. all the things that he's done? I understand that emotion, but because they have been so accepting, it's like there's just some sort of blind spot that they have and you do have to just have a conversation with them. I also want to say this and I'm, I'm saying this not with really all the facts I don't I think that a lot of I think that a lot of people who aren't Republicans in the truest sense but are just like weird conservative he emboldens them I don't quite get what the Trump administration is as a threat like these last several years two gay people they stayed married and I'm just saying this like I'm trying to figure out I think that the issue that I personally have is less so with the, and that I'm sure this person shares is the, the issues are one thing. Yes. Like the, the they're probably not going to overturn gay marriage, but the hate that has been That's what I'm okayed. Saying. That's what I'm saying. He emboldens those people, yeah. not Republican. There are Republicans who are gay. They're Republican. Like we're talking about the conservatives right. that seek to, that think gay being gay is a problem. Yes. So I understand that he stands for that, whether that's his intention or not. I'm sure he doesn't really care either way. Right. And so vote for him feels like agreeing feels with all like the people it. that he is. But Let's also think about, I'm just like, just keeping level-headed. Mm -hmm. I don't know where your parents live mm -hmm. and I don't know the type of information available to them. I know people who did vote for Donald Trump and they're like, from where we stand, fiscally and demographically, and like you vote based on sort of your reality, which is a big, why local elections are very important. So it's very mm -hmm. easy to be in these very liberal cities and we see it as, you know, not very black and white and then you live in like a rural area and, you know, you don't have a lot of education on it. And there's just different facts that are available at different points. Uh, we take it for granted that we have brains that work and that we have access to all this and that we aren't myopic in our choices. But I don't know where your parents are coming from. Mm -hmm. You uh, just talk to them. And it is, just talk to them. Because the important thing is, is that your rights stay intact and that your relationship with your parents stays intact. Yeah. Did so. you see that viral clip of the guy who was at a Trump rally of some sort and he's talking to him and he's like, why did you vote for Trump? And the yeah. guy's like, I've made four times as much money and since Trump has come into office. Right. I'm making so much right. money. I'm doing so well. And the guy's like, oh, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a debt collector. I think Trump is really great. Right. And it's like, it, not even the, I could have even respected the acknowledgement of everyone else having debt is good for me. But it was just like, 
no, things are going great for everyone because I'm making a lot of for money because right. there's more debt. Trickle down economics. And it's like, no, everyone is in debt. That's bad. But you're making more money, so that's all you care about. Like, it's a lot so of, monstrous. A lot of people feel that way. And, you know, depending on what financial situation you're coming from, I believe part of being in a, democ- in a democracy is voting for the greater good, not necessarily what's good for myself. I voted right. for Joe Biden, and I will be taxed more. And uh, it's just part of, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose in a democracy. Mm. This is part of being in a society, Mm. uh, you know, kind of caring other people. Um, And that's just part of it. Yeah. I, the idea that, that we are still in 2020 with all, we're about to have like luxury trips to Mars and that people still grapple with the idea that being gay is doesn't make that being gay makes you different as a human yeah. or that you couldn't marry who you want is so reprehensible as a species. I'm so fucking embarrassed. And this is not just a problem in America. This is yeah. all over the world. Um, it's so embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. we will have to reckon, like there will be a day of reckoning when our alien overlords come. They'll be like, what was, why couldn't you wrap your minds around this? We'll be like, well, the Bible. And right. people just gerrymander their ethics and most people are closeted and that's the issue. It's so absurd that a human isn't a human. I just, even talking about it now almost gives, (laughs) I just can't even. Yeah. The idea that as a, as an adult, I couldn't decide who I want to marry because I'm pretty sure the Bible teaches to love your neighbor, not fucking set them on fire because they don't have sex the way you do. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. It's abhorrent. Anyway. Yeah. Gay rights are trans rights. Gay rights are trans rights. Gay rights are human rights. Trans rights are human rights. Black lives matter. Like, let's just try to stop voting in a way that actively hurts the person next to us. Right. You don't have to like them or sleep with them, but let's not limit their freedoms because you think limiting their freedoms protects your own. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Hello, Eliza, Emily, Chamfu, and everyone else. I have a problem that probably has an obvious answer, but I figured I would ask for shits and giggles. I love four shits. <laughs> what? I am a small-time voice actor who did work with horror audio dramas mostly. I love being part of projects and have always wanted to be a voice actor. My problem is my motivation. Once I get involved in a project and start recording, I end up procrastinating and start dragging my feet to finish my lines. It's not that I don't want to participate. For some reason, it just starts to feel like I physically cannot finish my task. Am I just a shitty person? Or is there something I can do to help me stay on task? Added context. You're a shitty person. Next question. I'm a 20-year-old female. <laughs> the work I do can be anything from a few lines that take an hour to record and edit from start to finish to an episode's worth of lines that take a few hours. I edit by cutting bad takes and condensing it down to usable bits for the audio engineers. Thank you for everything you do. You have such a clutch job. Yeah. Like so many people want to do voiceover work. It's I yeah. People tell me all the time I should do it and I've tried and it is so hard to break into hard. unless you're like famous and they're There's like, well, the just use same your voice. five yes. people. The fact that you have this job, you're so lucky and it might take you losing that job to realize it. Your job, especially in Corona, like you have like a cherry job and you just kind of sit there. Like I look forward to this podcast because it doesn't involve me standing and hurting my arm and I, I, I just get to talk. Now, granted, I've engineered the show in a way that, you know, we're not relying on a guest or like random segments. You, I think you're bored. And I understand, I like, I'll try really hard to get a movie part and then I get it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I think it's like a, I don't know what the term is. I'm sure John Levy would know. Like when you get something and then you're like, oh, now I got to do it. it it's interesting. This is interesting because I, 
I, I do this podcast with you and I find it very easy to set goals. I have a little document of like when an episode's coming out, when we should record another episode by. Yeah. We get it done. I get it over to Scott. I listen. I cut the ads. I have a routine. For my podcast that I do for myself, that's like my passion, I procrastinate so hardcore. Like I'm editing the episodes the night before, like I'm recording at the last minute. And if my mic were to go out or something, I would just not have an episode because I'm not prepared. I wonder if you have too much time because- I think it is that. with procrastinating, like as long as everything's getting done. Right. So you might just have too much time and be a little bored, but you got a great job. And yeah. And by the way, remember- if you don't take it seriously, someone else will. I wonder if you can set a routine for yourself. Like whenever I have a job come in, comes in, it comes in on this X day, I will record it and edit it within like this day. Or every Thursday, I record all the jobs that I have or just something where there's a routine to it that you can set up. I'm saying you're bored and you need more things in your schedule. When I have just like a script and no one's asking for it and I've got nothing else to do. I kind of don't touch it, you know, and sometimes I'm super motivated when I have a lot to do. So true. That's what, cause we do this during the week. Uh, I do my podcast theoretically on the weekend. Quit talking about your podcast. But I'm just saying like what winds up happening is I could do it all day Saturday. I could do it all day Sunday. Instead I do it Monday night. Right. You know, because so, Monday I've been busy all day and then I'm like, gotta get this done. And Saturday I just come sit out there. In your, oh my God. <laughs> Not you, her. You don't want it to come out in your work that yeah. you're like being lazy about it. So yeah. you got a good thing going. I suggest you take up some hobbies or find other jobs also to kind of like motivate you. But a body in motion tends to stay in motion. Mm-hmm. Now move that body. Oh, look who just walked in the room. It's a smoky man in a beautiful Headley and Bennett apron. What? You pronounced it right. I was a Headley. <laughs> um, we're about to do top and bottom of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Would you like to chime in with a top or bottom of the cob? Uh, you came in to take Tianfu out of dog jail because <laughs> someone was in the backyard and she was going nuts. Uh, and they're semi-Thanksgiving related. Mine aren't, no. I, I, I told you. I said I had two really good ones I that I'm going to do. I don't want to hear about an Zeering straight to DVD <laughs> movie. Well, then my top of the cob is uh, that for Thanksgiving this year, we're going to do a very special uh, Thanksgiving week on Don't Panic Pantry. I'll teach you guys how to make uh, food in advance for Thanksgiving because, as I always say, if you wait till Thanksgiving to make Thanksgiving dinner, you waited too long. So uh, <laughs> You'll be having Christmas dinner. We'll be making uh, some turkey stock, some gravy. We don't have much. We don't have much. Turkey stock, gravy, onions, carrots, chopped parsley, salt, celery. Take the time. That's it. That was my top. That's your top. Okay, my top of the cob is um, sometimes I see things in terms of colors. I remember in high school, like there were two groups of guys, and like I saw some of them as like purple and blue, and then like the guys who had like came from older money in our school. I always saw them as like pea green and like mustard, and like like they lived in like older houses, and I saw them as like seventies colors. And I see holidays, obviously they have theme colors, but Thanksgiving is seventies colored, and I think that's kind of cool. What color am I? You're seventies man. Yeah, you're 70s man. Um, Emily's black and white. Um, the 70s, think about it. Thanksgiving is like, it, it's like a, a burnt mustard, a burnt orange, and it's not a bright red. It's sort of like a deeper red. 70 Thanksgiving. 70s, the 1970s were all about Thanksgiving. Some kind of like a hunter green because green's kind of fading. That's it. Mine. 70s colors. <laughs> My top of the cob is I love fixing a small technology problem 
I set up Apple TV. Yeah, you did. So then I had to find an HDMI cable and I found one in a box and then I found a remote and then I found the pieces and then I got everything logged in and it feels so satisfying that now it's plugged in, everything's logged in and there's the right and cables. And you did it for me. It's very sad. My top of the cob is that you <laughs> always figure out minor technological things. My whole house is wired because Emily like taped something to a wall. She's like, I've been on the phone with Time Warner. Uh, my bottom of the cob is, this is like a little emotional, but- Sort of how long it took me to really appreciate family. I think when you're younger, as we've seen a lot of these questions, like, ugh, my family, they're annoying. I don't know what to do. And it's only now that, like, I don't really have access to all of them that you realize, like, all those little moments were so lovely. And I took it for granted, as you would. You know, it's your family and it's the holidays. But, you know, it sure would be nice to be able to see everyone. I think of my family dying constantly because of you. Because I feel like every other podcast, you're like, because No. No, because every other podcast, you're like, your family's going to die soon. Your family is going to be there. And I think about that all the time because of you. You've given me a problem. I think about my family dying a lot, which is weird. (laughs) We're not like a family where a lot of people have died so far. I mean, they will. But uh, I think about death a lot, which is just annoying. What's your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cup is, guess what? I thought it would be great now that there's tape on the floor that tells you stay six feet apart at the post office, stand right there. We're telling you exactly the spot to stand. Yeah. And I'm standing on my tape mark exactly right in the middle of it. You and would. a man is pressed up against me from behind and a lady in the front is on the phone facing me. People pay good money for that work. sexual experience. Why aren't you on? So they're telling you where to stand. Why can't you stand there? What's the problem? Because humans aren't meant to be corralled like that. And I, as a non-tape stander, I <gasps> side with them. And you what? need to stop thinking rules are going to protect you. They are if you don't come right up to me and face me. A lady in front of me was like, could you please back up to the guy that was between <gasps> us? Right. So then he came so close to me and then I was like, but did he you, was one of those, he had like crazy eyes. Did you he say like, anything to him? No. because no, he was very wiry and he had a dirty tank top and like a very dirty box and he was like kept yelling at the postal workers so but I didn't say You anything. wouldn't have said anything regardless of who it was. I probably would have just stood there. That's right. Mad. I want to commend you on something yesterday. Emily made an illegal U-turn and I couldn't have been more proud of my girl. It's very upsetting. No, it was it invigorating. Was so you would have had to pay for it. No, it doesn't work that way. You got, you got a bottom of the cup? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that uh, you are a uh, a tape on the floor line person because it's not about not following the rules of being a renegade. What is this, Joe Rogan's podcast? Like, <laughs> are we going to wear masks in public? Powerful, <laughs> powerful. No, it's about being safe and taking care of each other and ourselves. It's not about that. I'm in a mask. I'm being safe. I'm sorry that I stood five Why do you need to get closer to 11 someone? 11 inches. I'm getting closer to my goal and you're it in the way. That's How's the that? problem. It's I was closer to your goal. The person's still in front of you in line, whether there's six feet. I'm not meant to be, to live within your lines. What's your bottom of the cob besides <sighs> bothering me? Uh, that's my top of the cob. My bottom of the cob <laughs> is uh, <clears throat> uh, dream sequences in movies. Oh, well, yeah. Shows. He hates them. We already, we already made the whole thing up. Yeah. Why do we have to have a sub made up <laughs> thing within the thing? Yeah. Have to see you, that you had a dream while you were thinking of something else. Unless you're the the dancing ele- uh, heffalump and woozle sequence in Winnie the Pooh, then I don't need to see your dream sequence. It is always a bummer when they wake up and they're like, oh, it turns out he was dreaming. You're like, okay, cool. How does that help? <laughs> Other than he realized something. They're just burning minutes off. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we'll make it a dream sequence. We'll fix it in post. Folks. Okay, uh, stay six feet apart in public. Thank okay, you. do whatever you want all the time. No. Welcome to America. Science is subjective. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, 
and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.